listening to Lead Defend, the podcast designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of your young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build your faith as you engage in a changing culture. Here are your hosts, Seth Tucker and Ryan Scantling. Hey, this is Ryan and Seth, and we're here with Mary Jo Sharp. We got to record a podcast with you last year, and it was incredible. And so we're excited that you're back for Lead Defend this year and are just so eager to get started on this podcast. Now, here in the South, about a month ago, before this airs anyways, we had some snow. A little bit. And we're not very good at dealing with it. I personally spun off the road. Thank God for the redneck with the big chain that came and pulled me out so that I could get to the hospital and take my COVID test. Yeah. It was positive. So, uh, But in addition to that, you guys had snow in Portland just a couple of months ago. Yes, we did. That's right. Okay. Now, and and there's a story there, I understand, right? Because your husband's a Southerner. He is. uh, Kind Mm -hmm. of. No, he's very much a Southerner. he's very much a Southerner. (laughs) Does he have a chain on his truck? Uh, No, he doesn't have it. I have the truck. Oh, okay. Nice. (laughs) And he recently migrated up there and is having to deal with snow and cold weather all yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, knowing the snowstorm was coming, yep. he's like, hey, I really want you to get me a sled because I want to go sledding because he knows I love to do stuff like that. Yeah. So I bought him this really awesome sled off of Amazon. <laughs> and nice. uh, yeah, we went, we go to the hill, we go up to the top and he's looking at it. He gets on that sled, goes down and he comes back up and says, I think I hurt something. <laughs> and I'm like, what What do you mean you think you hurt something? And he said, yeah, I think I hurt something. And it wouldn't go away. You know, like. Mm-hmm. It just continued. Yeah, daily. It was, it was getting worse and worse and worse. I'm like, you need to go have that checked. Turns out he fractured his rib. First time sledding in Portland. <laughs> oh, dangerous. Oh, you pushed him down the hill, didn't you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's what happened. Hey, so it's it sounds like you and your husband have some incredible interactions. And yes. you were just telling us of a new project you recently launched with him. Yes, yes. We have a um, new Patreon show, which is also being uploaded to my YouTube, like little samples of okay. it, called The Pastor and the Professor. So my husband, who's been a pastor for like almost our whole marriage, and <laughs> I, you know, I've been a professor for about yep. nine years now. And so we thought it would be fun for people to see this marriage dynamic that yeah. goes on because we're always talking about like theology apologetics yeah. in the, in our house. And we were like, we need to bring these conversations yeah. out to the public so they can have them too with us. Sure. Oh, yeah. so, so people can go and find those pastor and professor. How, yes. how do they search? So if you want to see the little ones that we have like available for everybody, yep. it's on YouTube on MaryJoSharp.com. Okay. Just look for the, I have a channel there, the pastor and professor. Perfect. That's awesome. You also have another project you've been working on and it's yeah. going to be big. So tell us a little bit about, about this project here. Yeah, I have this great project. I started up in August of 2019 yeah. and it's called the Savvy Project. And what it's going to be is a 16 series video series mm-hmm. uh, in apologetics for youth, but we're doing it at the highest levels of filmmaking. What we want to do is we want to deliver for free to uh, anybody to view these, um, addressing these student questions from the perspective of students. We're doing a kind of a, almost like a docu-series approach. Yeah. So you're gonna see students asking questions and wrestling with things. Um, and then you're gonna have some experts engaging with that. And it's all gonna be done, like I said, with top-notch filmmaking. Um, so when we're so talking top-notch, highest levels of filmmaking, are we talking lead to pin 
lead to fin podcast video yeah. level like this or like this quality okay. right here <laughs> all right of course so this yeah. or better is what we're saying the the bigger question is this mary joe is i was checking out your website today and you have like a list of like podcasts that you've been on and, so, and ours wasn't on there oh, no. i mean uh is Call this them. not is this not the the pinnacle of your career maybe I mean, purposeful <laughs> it might be it might be so <laughs> No, so what we did talk about last time, okay, in all seriousness, we talked about kind of your walk through, uh, you know, your wrestling with your faith, and, and you came to this point where you you weren't sure if you wanted to leave Christian faith or to, to continue to, to, you know, walk down atheism or whatever, but you came to this point of understanding that atheism wasn't necessarily a logical other option to walk into. So if you walked out of Christianity, what would you have to walk into? And and so I just wanted to walk down that path for a second is why is atheism not a logical option? Yeah. That's an important that's an important thing to, you know, talk about because I always tell people when you you know, when you hear these stories of deconversion, a lot of times what yeah. you hear is them leaving Christianity. Yeah. yeah. So they talk about what's wrong with Christianity. This is wrong, this is wrong or whatever. And then they don't talk about, well, subsequently, what is it that they're going to and how have they investigated yeah. that and what is that philosophical framework? Yeah. Because right? all they've a lot of times these are people who grew up in the church yeah. and their whole worldview is Christianity. Yeah. And so their ethics, their morals, their framework for why they believe in things like justice and equality and uh, human mm -hmm. rights, things mm -hmm. like that, it's all framed within Christianity. Oh, yeah. And so when they walk away, I, I always say like, what are you going to, have you investigated what that would look like? Yeah. And I had to do that. I had to actually investigate what atheism um, looked like. Yeah, and, and it, having grown up as a, as a, as in an atheist home, like you even had a framework built somewhat that they hadn't had. Yeah, yeah. My my background would have been uh, naturalism. Yeah. Where okay. Yeah. It's, it's atheistic materialism where yeah. everything that is is just physical matter. Yeah. And that's what my dad was. Um, he was he was a huge Carl Sagan fan, and that's yeah. the feel of it. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. Um, all that is is physical matter. And mm -hmm. so to say, like, why isn't atheism a logical choice for me? That we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Yeah. About everything in the universe is just reducible to this physical stuff. Mm -hmm. And as I thought about that, like when I was doing my time of searching and questioning, I had to say, well, what does that mean? Okay, so what does that mean? Well, there's a lot of, actually, I don't have to really, I don't have to flesh it out because yeah. Bertrand Russell fleshed it out for me, the yeah. atheist philosopher from the 1900s. And then our favorite guy to quote as apologist, uh, Richard Dawkins. Yeah. He's, I say favorite guy to quote one of the favorite atheists of yes. because he's so vocal and he's a great writer and, yeah. mm -hmm. and he says things like you don't have to guess. So he, he says that in a universe, uh, in the universe that we have, that there is, uh, there is a base, no good, no evil, no justice. Mm -hmm. um, basically it's just chance. He mm -hmm. says there's no rhyme or reason to anything. Um, and this is what you expect in a universe that's just built on genetic mutations yeah. and replication, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, yeah. There's no purpose or intention or design or intentionality or anything like that. So that's me paraphrasing him. Right, right. right. Yeah, because it begs the question of a lot of these deconversion stories, like one of my college classmates, actually, who's going through this. And all that I ever see is is her just ranting and raving about how awful Christians are. And I'm like, if it's all just chance, how can you say that we're awful people? Because we're no different than anyone else. We're just 
by chance doing what we do. Yeah. You know? So it, it didn't make, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but, but when I'm watching her walk through this, she's not talking about logical reasoning for atheism yeah. or even logical reasoning against Christianity. It's all about emotional hurt. Right. And mm. so, but we talked about that last episode. Yeah. I mean, okay. that is a bit, we don't mean to just like brush by. Yeah. Um, and I never do when I'm talking to somebody because yeah. yeah. that's a huge part of how they're experiencing it's real. things. Yeah, it is, it is yeah. real. And there's truth in it, yep. in it, in what they're going yeah. through. So you need to address that. Yeah. But we also need to address the truth of what they might be considering. And, mm. you know, with Dawkins quote there, what does that mean for us? Yeah. Um, what kind of philosophical foundation does that does that lay for things like human rights mm. for the, you know, does human life have meaning? Yeah. And I mean, not relativistic meaning, but like ultimate meaning, something yeah. that would transcend just time and place mm -hmm. and circumstances. Is there any ultimate meaning to, to human life? Yeah. Um, do humans make real choices that have real consequence? Or as you were alluding to, yeah. do, are they, and Dawkins says this, are they just dancing to their DNA? Are they, yeah. are they just products of their genetic makeup? And so they wouldn't do any other than what they're doing. So they're not yeah. freely thinking. Right. Yeah. They're not freely choosing or freely loving. We have the loving. illusion that we do, yes. but we're not. But we're not. Yeah. And so I, when, it, when I talk about it not being a logical choice for me, it's just that atheism requires me to give up too much. It requires mm -hmm. me to give up basic things like the grounding for good and evil, the grounding for things like thoughts. Yeah. Like how do I know that I'm the thinker, that mm. there's somebody thinking? How do I know that my thoughts are mine and not just something that is yeah. being produced by my genetic makeup? Mm. Um, and this is like, we're scratching the surface on a very oh, yeah. deep and intense argument. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're like, well, that's not really satisfying. Like I'm not handling, that's right, I'm not. But <laughs> go well, can, do the hard work, right? Can, can you dance down that, that, that level of reason? And why is reason a proof that, that we aren't just matter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can you take us down that a little further or is that? Well, the, the problem that I have is that if, yeah. um, if I'm a rational being, yeah. what does that mean? and where does it come from? Mm -hmm. So if the universe at base is um, chance, so it's um, these mutations in accordance with environmental factors, then my rationality is a product of that. Yeah. So what that means is that my rationality is not intentional. Mm -hmm. It's not purposeful. And what it also means is that it's not, it's not something that I can trust to guide me towards an end, like truth. What I can say is that it might be something that makes me fit for survival or for reproduction or something like that, but it's not actually guaranteeing me that it's trying to get me towards truth. Yeah. So what's, what's fascinating to me is that um, a lot of times the online atheists, not like yeah. a serious atheist philosophers, but online atheists will rant against Christians as being like irresponsible. I love how there's a whole category of <laughs> online atheists now. There so. is, and you know who they are, yeah, right? Yes, They're the ones do. that just sort of drop in and give you an ad hominem. Mm. They attack mm. you and then they leave. Yeah. So, but they'll tell you that you're, you know, anti-intellectual or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what we're trying to, like Christians throughout history have been trying to figure out how they know what they know yeah. and the relationship between faith and reason. And they've been doing serious work on that for hundreds of years. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're not, we're not ones that are saying, hey, um, <laughs> rationality is just, you have it, you know, by chance. We don't know if it guides you to anything. Actually, yeah. Christianity says, guess what? rationality comes from rationality. So, because God is rational, because yeah. he is a person who has rationality, he can make things 
in his image with rationality. So we actually have an origin for understanding why we reason, why we think, why, you know, because we have personhood comes from a person. Mm. Complexity really can only come from complexity, too. I mean, and that's that's the way I think about it, and maybe it is uh, a little simple, but like if we have a complex creation, there has to be a complex creator, and and it just it would just stand to reason that in my reasoning is that <laughs> it can't be just out of nowhere, out of chance. But anyway, um, I'm gonna let Ryan go somewhere hey, else. Well, Mary Jo, I, I think sure. something that was interesting to me is you said. That to be an atheist, you would have to give up so many things. So many things maybe that uh, just as basic human understanding or that we've come to accept. But truthfully, I mean, following after Jesus and his way, we have to give up a lot of things too. Yeah. And so why would you say that, that going the route of atheism requires you to give up things that just don't make sense? Whereas following after God, we give up things, yes, but it's in line with our purpose and in our human nature. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that for me goes back to what's going on in Genesis one, you know, verses 26 through 31, uh, that we're being made in the image of God and we're made in a certain way. First of all, we're intended to be, that's mm. important because in atheism, I'm not intended. Yeah. Wow. So that's one of the things in, in uh, creation I'm intended that, to that's be. That's a really good distinguishing mark. Yeah. Because a lot of people are searching for identity and purpose in their mm -hmm. life right now, and especially after a pandemic, mm. they're questioning why they are. Mm. Well, in Christianity, God intended you, Yeah. right? In atheism, there's no such thing. Mm. So that's part of being true to what you believe. You know, we always want Christians to be true to what they believe, but part of being true to what you believe as an atheist is you don't have any intention. Mm -hmm. So that's that's part of it is that, um, going back to that intentionality in Genesis in that, um, you know, I'm supposed to be here. And so now the COVID brain is setting in. What was the, do you remember the rest of that question? Yeah, so, so uh, with atheism, you have to oh. give up some things to believe it. Yeah. But you also have to give up some things to, to follow after who God is. That's right, thank you. <laughs> so the, um, the intentionality is like the beginning, right? I was intended to be, but then that means if I was intended, I was created for something, for a certain way. Mm -hmm. And uh, when God made Adam and Eve, you see that he made him for relationship with him. He's yeah. in relationship with him. They're, you know, walking in the garden and yeah. all that. So there's, not only am I intended, there is purpose for me. And the highest purpose for me is, as a human, is to enjoy yeah. the relationship with the creator. And mm -hmm. um, so, yes, there are things that, now, there, I didn't outwork this, but yes, there are things I'm going to have to give up. Yeah, sure. But those things are the things that were not made for us to be in relationship wow, with the Creator. that's a powerful word. Yeah. Uh, and that when we when we give up to follow God, it's we're giving up things that were never good for us to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. We're never healthy or purposeful anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's what most people think of. Well, I have to stop this and this and this. Yeah. And actually, I don't see it that way. I see it as I want to be more fully human. Mm. So um, God shows me how to be more fully human. I was made to be a certain way. So, so you can be most fully human when you're most fully submitted to God in His purposes, plans, desires. You would say. Yeah, and Christians like to say growing Christ-like. Sure. Yeah growing more fully human because Christ was the most human human that ever wow. lived. You, you know, that, that's just yeah. a mind-blowing argument yeah. in and of itself, I think. Uh, so when, when you talk about going down the, the line of atheism forces you to give up some things that, that, that we as humans have just come to accept, why do you think it is that 
the Richard Dawkins types can get to the end of their atheism and and say, okay, I, I can reconcile giving up those things. Yeah, that's a good question. We should have him on the show. Yeah, sure, you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah, good point. I mean, we, my husband and I actually, my husband's going back and doing some work in psychology. Yeah. And so we're trying to understand the psychology of belief. Hmm. Uh, people tend to hold these buffet-style beliefs where they'll believe. Um, so let's take Dawkins, who says at the base of the universe, there's no good or evil. Yeah. So that means no right or wrong or anything. Yeah. Then comes out you know, in other areas and says religion is evil. Mm. It's like child abuse. It's, you know, he says these things that you can't hold both of those, right? Mm. If there's no good or evil, then you could say religion is something I don't prefer or like, but you can't call it evil definitionally because wow. there is no grounding for evil. Mm. That's, he's already said that. So you see people holding these contradictory, not trying to like contradictory yeah. beliefs where they're really not trying to outwork them all mm -hmm. the way through, threaded through their life. So it, I don't mean to make light of it, but it seems expedient. Mm. Um, and at times maybe a little intellectually lazy in that particular area. Sure. Um, so that, that sounds very condemning, but it's just, I mean, you yeah. see this pattern, this buffet yeah. style pattern. Yeah. yeah, and you see that in, in not only in the, the atheist that is working things through and writing great books and doing all that he has done, you know, but you, you see it also in, in that online atheist as well yeah. is, is the lack of following through that thought process because, you know, they will call, uh, you know, a Christian out as being, you know, uh, you know, whatever they want to call you, but call you evil basically. Yeah. But yet, you know, if they followed their rationale, they, they just don't follow it through. So, Major, let me ask yeah. this question, because I think in the same way, Christians can be really prone to cherry pick arguments that are really easy, like gotcha kind of statements. So how do we as Christians really, one, I guess, guard ourselves and two, make great, logical, but also faith based arguments that are not just cherry picked against certain yeah. atheistic themes is that is that a fair question yes yes um so um yeah let's turn it around because yeah. it, we've beat up on some atheists yes, right and yeah, we didn't, that's right and i didn't mean to but no we both did yeah <laughs> we uh we want to make sure and point the finger back at the christians and for me christians um you know we need to be a little less intellectually lazy ourselves yeah uh, we need to know our God. Mm. And the thing that bothers me is that people will say, God is the creator of the universe. And then they'll say, well, I got saved. I have Jesus and that's it. That's all yeah. I need. And it's like, is it really? Because you, I mean, don't you want to know the being that created mm -hmm. you? So for one, I would say we need to, um, as churches and, and uh, even individuals in the church, we need to hold, our, hold ourselves accountable. Mm to know our God That's at whatever level we're capable at. Not everybody's yep. gonna go off to seminary and not everybody can get a philosophy degree, yeah. but at whatever level, always be learning about God. Mm -hmm. And then to avoid cherry picking, um, Jesus actually told us what to do in um, Luke 6, 31. He said, do unto others as you want others to do unto you. Wow. So just don't, don't cherry pick people's arguments because you yeah. don't want them to cherry pick when they're dealing with you. Yeah. So be cautious when something's too easily digestible and you can just throw it at yep. an atheist, right? Because yeah. that probably means you're doing that very thing. Well, and online, you know, when you're attacking folks, if all else fails, just attack their grammar. Seems to be <laughs> yeah. the winning strategy. It I, does. I, that, that's all I read anyways. So. Somebody, is that somebody attacked your grammar? <laughs> no, no, I don't, make, I don't right. make online statements very often. So no, it, I'm not I good only get way. in trouble online. So, yeah. <laughs> 
oh, it's yeah. hard online because you know you can't you can't be in person. It's not incarnational, yeah. and so oh yeah, my wife my wife will will she will critique anything that I put online, so I just don't post anything. <laughs> that's the way I work. Hey, that, that's probably best that your greatest critiquer is yeah. right there living with you. Though. Oh, so yeah. she's always been my greatest critic, Mary Jo. If you had one <laughs> word, like one parting shot to give to this yeah. this seventeen to twenty five year old audience. To just implore them to follow Jesus well, but also to know what it is that they believe. What would you challenge them with? I would challenge them. Uh, it goes back to my book to be very cautious about the behaviors of Christians yeah. not being the litmus test for the truth mm. of Christianity, mm. yeah. uh, because there's a lot of that going on right now. Christians are being judged yeah. by the behaviors of others of other Christians. Actually, let me say this better. Christianity yeah. and Jesus are being judged wow. by the behaviors of Christians. And, uh, you know, that's some, that's a real unfortunate thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's a lot that we could talk, we could do a whole show on that. Sure. We probably yeah. did it last time, but <laughs> no, we didn't, uh, yeah. but, but uh, I would be cautious about that when you find yourself, yeah. that's where I found myself. I have found myself growing, um, very, where I wasn't, I wasn't getting along with the church. Yeah. yeah. We had a lot of tension. Um, but it wasn't Jesus's fault. Yep, and it, yeah. I mean, the truth of Christianity still remains no matter what's going on around us or how crazy our world becomes. Mm. And so really get to know what your Bible is teaching you. You know, yeah, read yeah. it, spend a whole month just going over Luke or John or something and just go back to it and back to it and back to it until you find new things. Mm -hmm. So that way you can you can test what's being said to you, like Paul said to do yeah. in first, mm. what was that? First Thessalonians 521, mm -hmm. test everything. Well, and the last thing before we leave people is you, you wrote a book about a year and a half ago. And so yeah. just give people a short synopsis of that book so that they know where to go by. And we'll include that in the show notes. Yeah. So that's why I still believe. And uh, it, yeah, it's. Uh, the former atheist reckoning with the bad reputation Christians give a good God. Mm -hmm. And so that's a good synopsis of what's going on. It's yeah. me dealing with the, the t-shirts coming out soon. That's right. Yeah. The hypocrisy that I encountered in the church yeah. and then the arguments that led me back to belief in God. And so they can go buy that on your website. Uh, they can buy it at amazon.com. Oh, look at that. Amazon. Yeah. Good stuff. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Mary Jo, for being with thank us. You. And we're excited for your Lead to Fin message. And in fact, we're going to link that in the show notes too so that you can go and watch that also. So thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. Until next time, check out our website at leaddefend.org for details on the next Lead Defend conference or shoot Seth and Ryan an email at leaddefend at absc.org. If you want to help us out, rate and review Lead Defend on your podcast app. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Now go lead. A podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention.